Hi, welcome to the Still Loading Podcast. Today we have Charlie Headley. What's up, guys? We got Jake. Yo. And we got Jared Reyes. Guess who's back? Oh, mm, nobody cares. <laughs> oh, my, my fans care. I know they did. I've gotten lots of texts, emails. Don't worry. I'm back. A ton of you have been asking. <laughs> I've gotten a bunch of emails saying like, man, that podcast has been so much better lately. I don't know. I feel like it's hmm, quality. I mean, Phil, I love you, Phil. Phil did not replace me, but I love Phil. I will he say did, there was more uh, listens last week than any other week, for sure. I mean, more episodes mm. come out, so I mean, people should be listening. <laughs> Anyways, well. moral of the story, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> but we love I'm you. Just kidding. Oh, we love yeah, you. Yeah, just kidding. Hey, I'm just kidding. But remember, guys. I'm just kidding. Love your neighbors. Mm, True. I'm convicted. True. Thank God. Um, no, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about, I guess, just... Um, I was talking to Reina about this earlier. Uh, I guess there's like different sects, right, of Christianity. I know I've gone into like certain groups and it's like... They live a lot more loosely, I guess you could say, than I would. And I've gone to other groups where it's like even more conservative, yeah. like in this or strict, rigid kind of right. And so I just want to kind of talk about that uh, overall idea because I think when that happens, sometimes you could either, I guess, become jaded by thinking like, wait, like are we worshiping the same God? Like are we talking about the same God? Or maybe I'm too rigid or maybe I'm too living too loose, whatever it may be, right? And so I just wanted to talk about that and just different walks of life and different um, beliefs in that and ultimately base it on just biblical stuff. And I know one verse uh, uh, specifically is 1 Corinthians 9.20. And that's where Paul's talking about how he's a uh, Jew to Jews. He's a Gentile to Gentiles um, to do all that. And I know a lot of people may use that and be like, well, hey, I'm just relating with these people. Like, I just want to um, be in community with them and I want to uh, find that common place with them. That's all that's happening. I'm not saying everybody uses that, but I just want to talk about that overall theme and that overall, I guess, idea. So what do you guys think about all that? I think like there's a lot when it comes to that, especially, and I don't want to make this super religious right off the bat, but I feel like I'm down. <laughs> I feel like that's where we get so much division within the churches, like in that kind of like sector of like we make it, it has to be just like this or it has to be just like that. And you see like the more conservative, you see the more like loosey goosey, if I can say that. And you see that kind of like almost the backing of certain religions when really at the end of the day, it's just like, we're all called to love Jesus. Yeah, we might love Jesus in different ways. And I'm kind of not so much on what Paul's talking about right now, but we might love Jesus or we all love Jesus, but it just might look different in certain areas. Like mm. one person might not agree, like not to listen to certain type of TV shows or movies. Mm. Like I know for a fact, like there's people that were in my wife's side of the family that would never even go to like movie theaters. And in my really? mind, yeah, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know about Yikes. that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, not even to see the passion of Christ. No, like they thought it like everything from Hollywood, and there's still a lot less like that. That everything hey, from Hollywood's from the devil. I, I do feel like Satan has a hand in that. But. Oh, absolutely, Hollywood <laughs> just as dark, a whole. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, keep going. Sorry, I mean, no, no. Like and that's what I'm saying. When it comes more on like that, like there's so much like how can I say that? Like so much different um, views, like on the conservative and the non-conservative where we find so much division with, even within the church. Like Mm -hmm. we'll see people leave church because like one group doesn't want, doesn't believe in this or like Mm -hmm. church splits in a way. And you see Mm -hmm. it constantly. And it's honestly sad because I think at the end of the day, we lose sight on that idea of 
this is just about Jesus. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to love Jesus and we're supposed to have like show others the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we get caught up with like the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And so even with that, with that kind of ideology, there's been messages I hear and they'll reference like pop culture, right? Mm -hmm. They'll reference things. And um, I know one, like my pops, he's referenced John Wick. Mm -hmm. And Mm. so you think that I'm sure there's some people who hear that and are like, what? In God's name, what in God's green earth? But in, in my opinion, I I don't know. I don't think that that's too big of a issue. Yeah, like in my head. But what do you guys think about that? I don't I mean, know. Not I even think, necessarily that, or yeah. just the well. No, topic. I I just think it's also in like depending on like like ge- geographically where you are, right? Mm-hmm. I think obviously Southern California we're known to push as many limits and boundaries as possible in <laughs> just about every single thing that we can do. Um, and like, I mean, a lot of us, all of us grew up here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, we're so used to that to where you hear something like that and you're like, I don't know. But you take that same sermon that, you know, would have, people would not have ever thought twice about and you bring it to uh, Tennessee or you bring it to maybe somewhere real conservative where it's like, like that. Well, yeah, now it's, now it's like, how dare you ever, you know, what, like, how did that happen? How could you let mm-hmm. this happen? But at the same time, I don't think one is right or wrong. I don't think that this, these people in where more conservative people are like wrong if that's how they feel. Cause it's not, it's not a, a deal breaker to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the people who talk about John Wick in a sermon, it, okay. Like it's just, to me, it's so irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's irrelevant and it, Low key kind of is silly that we get hung up on things like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because at that point we're just arguing semantics. Yeah, it's like, like there's yeah, there's so many things that we could be worried about. Like, okay, if like PJ is talking about John Wick and his message, and somebody's like wants to get offended, like oh, you know, we shouldn't be talking about that kind of stuff. We can't you know, watch movies or something like that. But I mean, is his theology off? Is he being a false prophet? That's is he contradicting point. the Bible? Is he yeah. doing any of those things? And I think, but that's what's kind of great about Christianity. There are different denominations. You can kind of go to different stuff. Or if you don't like listening to Hillsong or Elevation, you want to go to a place that has sits and pews and they do things a little more old school and they sing hymns, feel free to do so. It's just, it's stylistic. And I think it's a big about, it's mainly about culture and then geographically as well. Because, you know, like I said, some place on the East Coast, they're a little bit more conservative. But then you go other places on the East Coast where it's like Elevation. It, it's a little bit more, I guess, quote unquote, progressive and stuff like yeah. that. But not right or wrong, I don't think. Yeah. No, I don't think it's wrong. I think it's stylistic. Like I said, it's it's not that big of a deal. If we want to make a big deal, we can. And Christians love to do that. Oh, yeah. Because you know we love say? to be right all the time. You well, said people just like to be right. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, but does it contradict the Bible? Is this theology wrong? And most people will have no idea. Hmm. Like they don't, have, they don't know if it contradicts the Bible or not. They just heard John Wick. You know what I mean? Like we put so much, I think, mm-hmm. I think, and again, I'm going to speak geographic. I'm speaking for where we are in Southern California. I think that most of us, not all, not all, but most of Christians that are sitting in churches on Sundays, uh, that that obviously that's the extent, that's the extent of their faith, right? And so, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll still have the audacity to write a card <laughs> when John Wick is brought up. It's like, it's like you barely even go here. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I just think again. I think there's just way bigger fish to fry, and it's like, 
let's get back to what's really important, you know? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you like this then. Because um, like, especially like there's certain, in my mind, there's certain boundaries, especially like working with youth that like we have to like obtain to without crossing the line. But say, let me take it a step further. Like say a John Wick or any other type of movie. Because in my mind, I think I had that conversation with you. I was like, dang, like Pastor Jim went like mentioned John Wick. In my mind, I'm like, dang, that's edgy. Like Pastor Jim, there you go. Now we just need to get you some skinny jeans. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, gosh. <laughs> but now, and I'm just throwing this hypothetically out there. Like what if... I'm trying to get off of John Wick, but like, what if there is a scene in there, like, hey, like, there's a there's a girl or a guy with like a shirt off and a girl's in a bikini or whatnot, and it's like now in my mind, I'm like, I'm lusting after her, and I'm mentioning certain things and messages or whatnot. How, like, would you consider that like crossing the line? I'm just curious. I heard it. I'm gonna t- get to that point right now because mm-hmm. I heard on a podcast the other day, he was this guy was like, yeah, I retweeted this thing, and he's like, I didn't like agree with it or not agree with it. I just retweeted it to let people see it. Mm. And I feel like there's things in movies that you can agree with or not agree with. And just because you mention it doesn't mean you're condoning every action in that movie. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean that you're like, I love this movie only because these girls are in bikinis the whole time. <laughs> Although It's like, no, I don't, I just, the, it paints a picture. It's an illustration of what, you know, of, of a biblical principle. has Get rid of the bikinis. Get whatever. I don't care. It's so irrelevant, you right? Know? But yeah. I, all I was saying to say is like I don't think that by saying that you're condoning every single thing about that movie. You know, others will disagree, but yeah, and you're taking a piece of it. And I think, especially you know, Satan is like the god of this world. You know, he uses all sorts of things to kind of tempt people. Especially, I think we could all attribute to this. You know, growing up around the same age, music. So even like, I mean, I know just working with you and like youth group and stuff like that. You mentioned like. Oh man, I saw like, like 50 Cent or Jeezy or Wiz Khalifa and stuff like that. And in my mind, I was like, oh heck yeah, because you know, I, I think maybe I'm a little bit looser on that end. But also you're you're using it to make a point or a reference or something kind of funny. You're not meant to go like, oh yeah, 50 Cent. And then some kid finds in the club and he's like, Man, I'm trying to go into club too. Like <laughs> bottles, you know, I'm trying to go get me some of that. And if, if somebody tried to take it and some parent tried to go off, it'd be like, Well, come on. Let, that's not very intelligent. Yeah. You know what I was thinking too, with you especially as like a, a youth pastor, it's like so tricky because you have to try to guess what, like you don't know what their parents are about and what their parents aren't about. Yeah. So hmm. you have to be extra careful because like some parents are like, oh yeah, my kid listens to all this or watches movies or whatever. Some parents are like, no, like no SpongeBob in this household, you know? <laughs> you know Avatar from yeah. this airbender. And you're like in the middle of like, okay, uh. How do I do this? You know? Yeah, no, exactly. And I think too, when it comes back to like what Dylan was talking about, like um, this idea of like Paul going with the Jews and like acting like a Jew in a way, it's like, especially living in, in like Southern California, like Jake was saying, it's like in my mind, we almost have to push some boundaries just because it's like, that's what we're in a sense we're competing with to win others for Christ, especially just like our generation as millennials. It's just like what we feed our mind with is just what's, pop culture so like making that relevant for others but in a christian way i think is so like valuable and that's why Mm -hmm. i asked that question too just about like movie references because like Mm -hmm. i felt convicted on certain things well you'll get some people uh, say a francis chan Mm -hmm. to speak and he and it's truth but 
uh, to to a Christian, this is true. To a non-believer, it's it makes no sense. But I know one point that he likes to drive in is he says, "Well, when since when was God's word not enough? You know, since mm. when was uh, is the living, breathing word of God not enough? Like, how come that's not enough for for people?" And it's there's truth, like yeah. I said, to that. But I think in relating, like you said, it's very important to be able. And I think that's more so what Paul's talking about. Not not to like bend the rules, like oh, I'm just gonna kind of live however I want to fit in. Right. But it's more I'm going to find commonality in with these people without forgetting like the law of Christ and not like the law from the old Testament, but the law of Christ is like love one another, love God, you know? Yeah. So that's what I think about that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No. Yes. No, maybe. No, I agree. I do. I agree. And I I just think it's, I think it's like also an intention thing. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I think what you're saying to me is what it sounds like. It sounds like it's okay. Well, what are the actual intentions? Are they, to prove that I'm edgy and I'm freaking sick, <laughs> dude. Like, check me out. I watch these movies too, and I'm a Christian. <laughs> it's like, that dude can, hmm. nah, next. But so other people are like, you genuinely just want to be able to relate to somebody and paint. And, you know, I genuinely am just, I want to get this point across to you because I think it's helpful to you. That's different to me. And I think there's a lot of times, and I'm sure you guys can agree that when you watch certain pastors and preachers, it's like, this kind of seems a little bit showy. It seems like you're, you know, you're you're hurting. But I'm not going to go uh, into it, Jared. We're not doing this right now. Dude, we're not. However, but I could, I, get you. I could name them all off. But that's also one of my issues. I like them. Um, but I, I just think again, I think it's an intention thing. It's like, what do you real? What's what's the point? What's the real point in all of this? Is if it's to genuinely win people for Christ and change lives? How are you going to tell someone no? On the flip side of things, I think it's cool to, if somebody can think of something from pop culture and relate that to God, and maybe it becomes where it's like, where they think of that, they think of God more so. And I think that would be cool, you know? Because God, uh, ultimately, like Jesus, when he came, he didn't come to join the culture, obviously. He didn't come to just be a part of it. He came to transform the culture, to be the culture, right? And I think in getting this stuff around us that's popularized, if we could take those things and point them back to God somehow, some way, I think that's important, right? Mm -hmm. They might not represent him, but if you could just take a piece and relate it to who God is, it could click with somebody. Right. Jesus did that. That's what communion is. It was Mm -hmm. he knew that every day they're going to eat bread and he knew that every day they're going to drink wine. So he broke the bread and was like, Every time you put this bread in your mouth, think of me, mm-hmm. you know? And every time you drink this wine, think of my, like it's my blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every day, they, I'm assuming you don't forget that as soon as you're, you know, face to face with Jesus. It's like that he made their every day and brought it back to him, mm-hmm. you know? And that was, that's a really interesting way to look at it because mm-hmm. he knew that that was going to bring their focus back to him on things that they were going to do anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then there's like the dangers of that though, where everything we do, Oh, I'm just pointing it back to Jesus, bro. Like, I'm just getting faded for Jesus, you know? <laughs> Beers for Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's I'm just going to smoke this up, light this up for God right now to, to get closer, you know? Yeah. And even another, another thing, like you said, geographically, and I remember Richard brought it up on the podcast when he was here, but uh, there's churches where he was saying, 
you have tattoos, like people have tattoos. Is there, is every church in here about to let you walk up on the stage and preach a message or lead nope. worship? No, not at all, mm. you know? And so tattoos is a weird thing. I know, not a weird thing to me per se, but I know to some Christians, it's like a no-no. Yeah. And the verse is, what is it, Leviticus? Leviticus uh, uh, 1926. 1926. 1928? Yeah, 28. Uh, right here, where is it at? Yeah, it talks about it. And so... What it says is to not cut your body, right? Or shave your head. Um, Don't do any of those things like the pagans do. And this is one that I think a lot of non-believers like to bring up and be like, how illogical is that? You're not supposed to cut your hair. What? Like, what does that even mean? And out of context, that sure makes sense like that. But Mm -hmm. um, the pagan rituals back in the day to what either connect with their gods or connect with the dead or do things like that involved shaving their heads and cutting themselves and it was like ritualistic yeah mm-hmm. ritualistic for those pagan gods you know so yeah. um and it kind of goes just with everything that we're talking about um what god was talking about right there was more so don't live and be identified with these kind of rituals right yeah that's not something that you want for your life and so you take it within culture now and tattoos themselves have become more um accepted as just art right mm-hmm. it's not pagan real ritualistic at least in america yeah um it's not this like you worship this weird god if you get a tattoo it's more like oh this is just art you know and so if you take that same mindset from then where God's saying, hey, don't do this, because in their area, that's what pagan people did. That's mm-hmm. what they absolutely did to worship, for rituals, to their false gods, things like that. Um, so he's saying, don't identify, don't be one with that, don't um, commend that yeah. like a thing. And so you take that into our modern day culture here in America, and tattoos aren't this pagan ritualistic thing. They're just art. So... Like tattoos are cool, <laughs> and, I, and I think I, most, a lot of things in the Bible, especially Old Testament, I think, but a lot of things we need to like look back and, you know, the Bible is the inerrant word of God without fault. Um, but we need to look like culturally there and then, here and now, and that's New Testament and Old Testament. Old yeah. Testament even more so because their practices were so so much different. I mean, like. It, just from Old Testament to New Testament, so much has changed. Like you don't have really people with 10, 12 wives in the New Testament. It's like, that's kind of like, oh, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. And there's, and there's little things, but yeah, I think there's that's one of those things where you look Old Testament and you're kind of like, okay, you know, there, there are certain things that are just very culturally, like you said, that's what was done at that time. And it's, it's not saying you're like, oh, if you get a tattoo or stuff like that. Now there's some things that, maybe i still i'm still pretty big on maybe other people don't like i, I don't remember the exact verse uh, i can maybe i can look it up where it says you know don't it's about basically getting markings for the dead yeah so i'm not really big proponent of like getting tattoos for people who have passed away that's a personal like i guess conviction of mine maybe i'm ignorant but that's something i've always kind of like been a little weird about just because i do know something is mentioned about that in the bible i'm not 100 percent about it however is it do I if I see somebody that's like, oh, this is a tattoo from my grandpa, he passed away, I'm not gonna be like sinner. <laughs> like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it some sort of big deal. That's one of those things where I'm like, hmm. But then again, I haven't done too much of my own research on it. Yeah. So. That's the same verse. Leviticus 19. Really? Yeah, it's just different translations. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I know, like, and when it comes going back, like, to the tattoo thing, it's like, it was funny. I was saying, like, every one of us in this room right now have tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I remember I went to, like, a certain church that was talking about tattoos and yeah. was all against tattoos. And so it made me go home and, like, do my own research. And there's, like, certain things, especially just about, like, Levit- Leviticus 1920, like, Dylan was saying, like, don't cut your sideburn. It's like, he didn't want me to cut my sideburns. But, <laughs> um, Along with that, when it comes to like tattoos, I do strongly believe though, because like talking about like pagan idols and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's like certain people, like for instance, like let's, I'm going to throw this out there and I, there might be people that don't like it, like getting tattoos of certain animals on their body, like a dog or something that's their old dog. And it's like they hold, they hold that dog like to a high standard or for instance, like their old car or like whatever it could be. And they hold that up like as if like they're worshiping it. And I think there can be a strict, like a, a line that people can walk on when mm-hmm. it comes to what they do put on their body. Um, and again, going back, it's like our bodies are the temple of God. So it's like, if I do put something on my body, I want to make sure it's a representation of him. Mm. And plus it's just a cool conversation piece. <laughs> what Does, about, I'm no, sorry. No, go ahead. What about people who do like tattoos of their children or their spouses and stuff like that? Yeah. And that's a, that's a tough one. Um, like for me personally, I have nothing against that. I think mm-hmm. it comes down to the idea of like, why are you getting this and what are you holding that to? Because at the end of the day, we're all supposed to have God at the number one spot. And depending on what you do put on your body or whatever that may be, like, for instance, I'll say this, like a band. It's like, oh, I love this band so much. It's like, this is this has saved my life. It's like, oh, hold on a second. Maybe that lyric did, but it, like that band didn't save your life. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I think we can get it twisted sometimes when it comes to that. And that's why I just, I do love tattoos. I have my own tattoos, but I'm just very careful on what it is that's going to go on there. I think it just... It always just is going to go back to the intentions. Yeah. What are the intentions? Why Why this tattoo? Mm-hmm. Honestly, most of my tattoos, I don't have meanings for them. I think like maybe, I don't know, maybe this one does. But for the most part, they don't really have meanings. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But I think it's important to think about what are the intentions behind. I mean, that's everything you do. What are the intentions yeah. behind everything that you do? Mm-hmm. Am I getting this tattoo because it's, trying to praise something else or worship something else or give glory to this or whatever. I don't know, but it's important to, for you and me to stop and think about, okay, well, why do I really want this tattoo? And in my opinion, if you're just like, I think it looks cool. I don't know. I feel like go for it. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it's morally wrong. I think that's on your decision. I don't think it's like getting a tattoo because it looks cool. God's going to be like, Jake got a flower on his arm. Like, <laughs> well, he's he's hmm. going down three notches or something. I don't think it's going to hmm. go to that. I think what it comes down to, it's like, it's either, I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it looks cool. I'm going to get it. And if you have ones that are like very special, important to you, like I'm the ones that I do have all kind of have a meaning or something to me. Um, so those are why I got it. Then again, I that's just kind of my mindset. I don't think if anyone goes, oh man, I got this the shark on my neck because it looks cool. I'm like, yeah, you know what? It does look pretty cool. Like I would do that too, but it's, everyone's a little bit different in that manner. Yeah. I don't think it's bad though. But dude, even like maybe I'm wrong here or maybe I'm, I'm, I am a lot of things, but maybe cause when I'm hearing this conversation, part of me is just like over it. And I'm like, why are we still talking about this? Cause like I'm reminded of our podcast a few weeks ago where it's like, just so you, to remind everybody, there's 400,000 children in foster care. Just remind you guys about that. But we'll spend so much conversation mm-hmm. time on this, and then I, I look at I, I look at things on the scale of eternity. I look at things on how 
where's God's attention? Where's God's focus? Is he studying your tattoos to see where you're at? Or is he like, who's going to take care of the widows and orphans? Hmm. Like, I think, I just think it's important for, to give perspective to people to, and I spoke about this on our Sunday um, digital service, but it's important to give people perspective on, okay, well, what do you genuinely think God is actually caring about right now? Like, is this conversation worth it? Is it really worth it? Or is there more thing? Again, there's bigger fish, fish to fry. And I could just be me being like too black and white, but. Yeah. Or even people that have done some, have gotten some tattoos that are very not good. Yeah. And then they came to Christ. Um, I could think of one friend in particular, and he's got some where he's not very proud of. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, I look at it, I don't go, dude, you are so messed up. I look at him like, dude, God's so good. He's changed your heart so much. And look at where you were. Literally, you have physical markings on your body that show where you were. And they look at your heart now. Yeah. But I totally agree. I think God looks at the condition of our heart above most things. I mean, you know, making mistakes and everything like that. But where's your heart at? Mm-hmm. You know, you check your heart. Is it aligning with God's purpose and will for your life? And then we'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because so I have a tattoo of a dead grandpa and of my mom. <laughs> like a <laughs> tattoo from my mom who's living. It's just funny. Yikes. I thought about that right. I was saying, I was like, no, I'm about it. I, didn't think about it. I was like, I don't think of. it's going to be, I was like, I don't think Dylan to be offended. No, I'm all about the conversation. Sure offense. Yeah. But going real fast, just going back to like Jake, what you were even saying about, I think I'm not trying to weigh out just going back to the foster care system or versus like tattoos and like which one outweighs the other. Obviously, like in our minds, like the foster care system, of course, when it comes to the conversation, um, because there is a lot that are out there and that need homes. But I think if we take that idea of which one outweighs the other, then we lose sight of like God may be trying to fix us in a way Mm -hmm. and try instead of like we can deflect the conversation to, well, there's this. Instead of looking I think, at herself too. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Absolutely. And I think maybe where I was coming from is more of like, because we we're talking about how like churches won't let you speak if you mm-hmm. have tattoos. I'm thinking more talking about church leaders maybe. Yeah. Of like, like I'm just talking about just different sects. Where I come, sex of Christianity and where yeah. I come from with all these conversations. Sound like I said sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why I finished, that I finished out the statement. Yeah, that's why <laughs> like, I finished out the statement. What? I was like, <laughs> sex. Sect. Sect. With a C and a T. Yeah, mm. there you go. But I like um, these statements because people have come up to me and literally asked these questions, mm-hmm. specifically new believers or yeah. people who are just tiptoeing in. And so those are the people who are always on my heart. And so I always want to talk about those things um, because of that reason, you know? Yeah. Church leaders, I don't know. Do what you want as a church leader. You know, God's going to deal with you and God's <laughs> going to deal with me, you know? So, yeah, but I don't agree with that. <laughs> I think no, they need to freaking, <laughs> there's too many right. people that could be uh, led astray and deceived into thinking that all is well with them and everything is good and it's not. And well, their, their, their pastor told them that it was. Well, I think there's too many Christians like who worry about that rather than like focusing on the ministry in their own heart. Like the uh, people will post more about how this dude's a false prophet, this dude's a false prophet, don't mm. listen to this, don't listen to this, don't listen right. to this. Well, but don't look at themselves. Exactly. And don't I see I it's like it's good information, right? Especially if it's correct and they're really leading people astray. But I think people get too caught up on that aspect where, rather than like their own ministry. And more often than not, I this is uh probably a little bit rude, but people who are like that, it's hard to have a conversation with them. It's hard to really talk with them be like, oh, but I like really this. Nah, if you do, that's 
they're terribly oh, wrong. Oh, it's those that are just certain about it. Yeah, it's, they're 100%. This is, and it's, it's just not the yeah. most enticing of conversations, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. I was going to say real quick, I think you bring up a good point because you said that you focus, you tend to have a heart for like new believers or people that don't believe. Mm-hmm. And I tend to have a heart for like the church, like the mm-hmm. people that are believers. And I feel like where you're at, like I want to bring people in. I'm at like, I want to light fires under butts and mm-hmm. get the, get the church going. You know what I mean? Just kind of two different things. And Paul talks about that. It's a very yeah. actually healthy balance. He mm-hmm. talks about that with Peter and John, I believe, mm-hmm. where Paul's like, okay, look, I'll go to uh, the Gentiles mm-hmm. who don't know, and you go to the Jews, and we'll mm-hmm. split up and conquer or divide and conquer. So, uh-huh. yeah, that's maybe that's where. Yeah, and I think that's why uh, what, the whole outweighing thing, That's I think it's a dangerous slope to be on because mm-hmm. you could, you open the door for other things that, where people are like, no, well, this is more important. No, well, this is important. This And ultimately, all that matters is that people know Christ. Because I've said this a lot recently, but if I make somebody's life better here on earth, and this is going to sound inherent, probably mean and probably a little bit rude and heartless, but it's the truth. If you make somebody's life better here on earth, that's fantastic. That's what God wants for us, especially as Christians, right? Serve other people, love other people, and do all that stuff. But if you make their life better here on earth, but do not share with them the gospel mm-hmm. of Christ, then what good have you done, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's, uh, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be good and we shouldn't do things. What I am saying is ultimately, if we're going to talk about weight of things, it should always be people know Christ, right? And then, of course, in doing things, people come to know Christ. So. It's yeah. just, I think the conversation of outweighing certain things is like, it's a weird road to go down. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. Let me hear I it. don't fully agree, but maybe. I think absolutely the foster system is more important than the tattoo conversation. A hundred percent. Yeah. But then you could say. Because like you talk about pure religion in the sight of God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very clear statement. Very mm-hmm. clear. Widowers. It's not an orphan. Orphans. It's not. Let's debate your tattoos. Like, uh, you don't see that in the New Testament, especially. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that because here's the other thing, too, we have to not neglect is God is speaking to different people in different yeah. ways. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not neglecting if you have thoughts of like, maybe I shouldn't get them. Listen to what God is speaking to you. And so we're going back to the self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. I'm talking again, maybe to the Christian, the believer that's like still hung up on. I can't have this person with tattoos in this church. Yeah. Like you need to get right. over it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That's who I'm talking to. I think what I'm talking about down the line is it's just a door that you're opening and the door never, like once the door is open, it's like, something's well, always more important. Than exactly. Yeah. No, I you get know? you. Yeah, on, and on, on that, that's why I say it's like just a slippery slope to go down. Cause yeah. And according to somebody's view of just life, like they'll think something's more important. And it goes back to what you yeah. said too. It's, yeah, but that's these where you people go back went to the, to the Jews. These people went to the, to the Greeks, yeah. the Gentiles, and ultimately all getting the same thing, but. Right. All different callings, different purposes. And I think it's just kind of applying stuff. like common sense to stuff. Like it's it's not saying like I that for, that one's completely different. Like, oh, orphans, tattoos. Like we ever I think everybody can agree what's more important. Right. And I think what it comes down to is common sense where someone goes, Oh, well, I'm not having premarital sex. I'm just getting drunk. I mean, it's kind yeah, of yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, okay, well, what does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. They're both wrong. Don't do either. If, if anything, <laughs> you're like so premarital sex is bad, but don't be a drunkard either. And if you need to do that, I, it was a 
a message from actually Pastor Adam is about when you're speaking to God or if you're trying to hear from God and you're not sure what you're hearing, you got to put it through the, so many filters. What does the Bible say? Okay, cool. What do people who you trust as far as Christian brothers and sisters? Are you praying? Are you doing all of these steps? And then what are you still coming to? Yeah. If I say, hey, Jake, I met this prostitute last night. Should I get married? And you're like, no. <laughs> Charlie, no. Dylan, no. I read the Bible. It says don't join yourself <laughs> to a prostitute. It says all that. It's an extreme example, and it's not even really meant to be like humorous. Yeah. So if it is, I get it. But it's the first thing because I was in Corinthians. And then I come to all that, and I'm like, hmm, everybody's telling me no. The Bible says no. I'm praying. It says no. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you, you got to like listen to what the Bible says and do all those things. That's why we have – community, wise counsel, yeah. all these sorts of stuff. But I, I get the argument, and I think, not really playing sides, I get where you're coming from. I think it's more so like, it, there's a middle ground yeah. to both. Yeah, that was specific. I'm talking about just the principle of, mm. of, uh, like, the principle of understanding, like Dylan said, is the only most important thing is that people know Jesus yeah. and that people come to repentance and that they turn around and live following God, right? That's bottom line, all that that matters. Ultimately, that's all that matters. Correct. So what I'm trying to say is the things that are, dare I say, petty, I think we tend to get so much conversation and hooked up and 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 like so consumed by those things. Not, no, I shouldn't say we get so consumed by them, but those are very hot topics for a lot of people. And I just think it's, I'm trying to go back to, okay, well, hold on. If you're a Christian and you're still having this conversation, I think you need to, look elsewhere and remember that your job is to love people into knowing who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. And if I have tattoos, great. If I don't, great. Bottom line. You know what I mean? And that's like what you said. It's, it's, that's mm -hmm. the bottom line. That's all mm -hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. It's uh, it just goes back to the bigger conversation of a lot of people think God is this petty dude. Yeah. You know, so true. People think God is just this petty dude. And I, I think this way too. And we talked about it a little bit last week too, but that he's just this bookkeeper, rule mm. keeper. He's like, oh, you did that today, huh? Or just waiting for you to be wrong. Because the, the, the real thought goes in through your head. You're like, okay, I just need to not do this for a month and then I'll be good, you know, and then I'll <laughs> feel better. All the time. And the truth of it is, is God's, if you ask for forgiveness, God's already wiped it clean. Yeah. He's wiped our record. Boom, done instantly. Yet we carry it on our shoulders ourselves, you know, and it goes back to if God were like that, he'd be petty. You know what I mean? And because people, and you brought it up too, it's say they do have terrible tattoos that are just saying F God or whatever it may be, all these weird ones, and they're not so proud of them. And how, who, in the world, like, would I be if I saw somebody come to repentance of Jesus Christ, yet they had tattoos, and I was like, oh, can't believe you have those, you know? It's just like, what? <laughs> Who in their right mind? But there's probably people like that, unfortunately. Oh, man. If I, if I saw somebody, <laughs> but, and that's you knowing, too. If I saw someone walk down the street that has, like, a, a 666 on the forehead, and then I'm like, dude, oh, my gosh, that guy, like, worships Satan. And then if I had a conversation, he's like... Yeah, I got this like a long time ago. God's actually saved me. And then I was like, wow, I'm a jerk. Yeah. I shouldn't have jumped to conclusions. Shocking, right? But yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just all weird. What about what about uh, Christians who cuss, dude? What do you guys think about that? <gasps> I know. <laughs> if you're a Christian and you've never cussed, good for you. If you're a Christian and you have cussed, God forgives you. Yeah, I 
this one's a, in my mind this one's a tricky one just because it's like obviously and you're like don't cuss uh i i wrote down it was like matthew 15 11 and it says it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you you are defiled uh by the words that come out of your mouth and in my mind it's like i choose not to cuss even though, like it in my i'll joke like oh yeah man Frick that. It's like those Christian cuss words, but it's like I choose not to uh, to cuss just because, especially walking around with other people, especially like non-believers. Like, to be honest, like if I walk around with like a non-believer, say like someone from high school and it's like, why don't you cuss anymore? And they're, and I'm like, well, this. it's for real always the first thing that people yeah. catch me with. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, you don't cuss, huh? I was like, uh. No, I try not to. <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. And, and we're not perfect. So that every once in a while, like, yeah, I might have a slip up, but it's like one, that's just like a first off again, going back to the conversation piece. But two, it's just like, I don't think Jesus walked around this world saying, man, F this, F that, frick that. He definitely did not. Nah. <laughs> oh, those words weren't created. <laughs> but in that we context, there's probably some other strong terms used, but nothing like. Yeah. What would be like a cuss word in the Bible? What was like a bad word? Dude, I was thinking about that. I was like, cuss words, like we, like our cuss words, we made them, you know, we created them in America. I know, but the meanings. That's what I mean. So that's what I'm going back to. It's like, so if you say the F word or if you say frick. Like what's the Old Testament or the New Testament word for that? (laughs) The the point is like, if you say the (laughs) whole F word or if you say frick, the implication is the exact same. Interesting. Right? That's a good point. Yeah. But it's a big deal. Well, that's what I'm asking. What's is it a big deal or is it? Well, not? let me say this: if I say "freak" versus I really just want to say it just to put the point across, <laughs> how would you react to which one? I'd be like, "Whoa, Chuck, what are yeah, you but, doing?" Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like, why? Mm. I think it goes back to the same thing. Just so I'm saying that just because I think it's an interesting conversation. No, it's totally cool. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing as Leviticus, the tattoo thing. Like, hey, this culture does that. Like, don't do that. And ultimately, like in our American culture, it's like that's a derogatory word. You know, yeah. if you say, dude, f- that or let's, f-, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, whoa, that's a derogatory word. So I I think you could take those same scriptures and uh, the context of the scriptures and use them and be like, eh. so the F word and frick would be the same thing uh, in that sense. It's I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know either. I'm like thinking through it in my brain. I, I think can't. it's one of those things where... Because I think it is. Uh-huh. Well, the definitions between both of them will be different, but yeah. Well, it, the frick is just a diet F word. That's all it really is. The <laughs> diet F word. Because when you say low frick, cal F word. When you say frick, I know what you mean. Yeah. You mean, I don't think you mean like... You mean oh, the F word. Gosh, I don't think you mean gosh darn it. You F mean word oh, <laughs> that, you know? Yeah. But the, like... F word I, This light. is something... I, I've done a lot of reading about this when I was a little bit younger because it was something that... I remember I had cussed one time. I was like, oh, my God. And I made it a really big deal. Um, and I'm going to preface by saying this. I have gotten a lot better with not cussing. But unfortunately, especially at work, um, that's a spot where it kind of comes out a lot more. So I'm, you know, just being straight up and honest with this. I, I still slip up and it's something I'm trying to get better at because I do want to put on the I do want to be the best I can be. And I think I'm not portraying a good image of myself, where I work, my church, my parents, or Jesus Christ by cussing. And I don't think that's the best image of what I can be. Uh, is it acceptable? Yeah. I mean, if I hear somebody cuss, if like if, if I'm around Chuck and he just said the F word, I'd be like, <laughs> I know it's out of his character. So I'd probably say, hey, like, you all good? But if I hear somebody cussing, do I think it's bad? 
I don't get upset about it. I've also been a little bit more desensitized because I hear pretty strong language all the time. But I've always been, I, I, it's something I thought about a lot. I, We as a culture have assigned meanings to these words. And I take that with a lot of words. At one point, there were a lot of very derogatory mean words I said. And it wasn't that big of a deal because it didn't, I didn't assign meaning to those. I'm like, well, I don't mean that. I just said it. It, it's it's what you mean. It's what you're assigning meaning to. If I'm not saying, you know, if I say F Jake, but I'm saying it in a joking manner and I'm not trying to be, it's very loosely. Am I really meaning like, I don't like this guy. This guy's not my friend or whatever. No, not endorsing cussing whatsoever, but it's one of those things. If you're a Christian and you cuss and you're around me, I'm probably not going to, I'll probably say that you shouldn't, but if you continue to do it, I'm not going to be the, probably the first one to get on your case about it. I don't think it's the best idea, but do I think you're going to go to hell because you're cussing? I don't know. That's between God and them. That's you and Jesus. He's going to look at your heart, not mine. Where was I? I was somewhere. I can't remember where I was, but I was in a parking lot. And I just remember there was like a car, maybe a couple cars down. I was waiting. Oh, I was at Target. And I was waiting for Raina to come out of Target. And I had the windows cracked. And I just heard like someone going off. And I was just like. I didn't want to look because I knew they were close, but I couldn't see who they were. But just like, F this, he needs to pay for this. Well, like just going off. And I just remember being like, I want to be so far away from you. You have no idea, you know? Mm-hmm. And I say that because it's like, I, I agree that, and I, I brought up that whole conversation because I just thought it was interesting to something to think about. But I do agree that we are setting an example for um, what is a is a very dark world to say that, oh, hey, by the way, there's a different way. Like you don't have to use those words. You don't have to be like this. You don't have to do this. Just because the music you listen to does in the movies you watch and the TV shows you watch all uh, normalize this, you still don't have to do it, you know? And I think that as a Christian, it's like, do I think God's like, how dare you? I don't really think he does, in my opinion. Um, but I also think that we have a responsibility to live above reproach and we know what these words mean and we know why we're using them and God knows why we're using them. And so it's like, do I have to use them? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Can I? I don't think it's the end of the world, in my opinion. Uh, well, that's a great point that you bring up. And the verse that I have is Ephesians 4.29. And it says, don't use foul or abusive mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm. Let everything you say, and I think this is what's important in your story, says, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And I think what you brought up is important because in those moments, say you just in passing or joking or whatever, you your language is a tool just in life in general. And so when you use that just in passing or whatever, when the anger rises up, you're going to go and grab that tool and freaking use it to the best of its ability. You know what I mean? And I just said freaking. So who knows? <laughs> am I terrible? Who He's knows? using his tools. But do you get what I'm saying? It's yeah. You use it in passing and you use it just oh, here and there, whatever. And But when those emotions rise, we don't have as much control of just what we want to do, right? Yeah. How do how do murders happen? <laughs> yeah, uh, crimes of passion. You know? And so in that moment, you're just, uh, you get angry, you get upset, but you grab that tool and you're, and you're going to use it as much as you can. And that moment that you overheard, it sounds like that's yeah. what was going on in that moment. Yeah. And so I find it uncomfortable myself and I have no problem with people cussing around me. I'm not this person who hears that especially if it's a non-believer and i say 
excuse me, sir. Yeah. I would appreciate it if you wouldn't say those things. Right. Now, oh, something interesting too. I'm sure when I have kids and they're mm. young and I have friends who are just spouting off around, I'm like, hey, bro, don't don't be talking like that, you know? I'm Absolutely. Sure, I'm sure it'll be different. But I do find it uncomfortable when a brother or sister in Christ who's in it there and, and it just sounds very foul you know the i I, the thing is i hear a word here and there whatever but if it's like four in a sentence every sentence the gd it's just it's just i don't get down with the gd never yeah i honestly find it uncomfortable and i'm realizing that more as i get older um because i do have some friends who are christians and it's like every other word and it's yeah it's very it's to me it's very off-putting. That's my con- like conviction, though. You know. Yeah, but I think it's because that's that was all of our high schools, and we kind of like grew up a little bit, you know. Yeah. And it's like, I you associate that with like how maybe you were ten years ago or five years ago. So you're mm-hmm. just like, ooh, I don't like it anymore. Like I'm, I got out of that. I don't want to go back. You know. Mm-hmm. Which isn't saying you're going back, but I, I get why it's like because I kind of I'm somewhat similar when it's like excessive like that. I'm like, yeah. like even going back to what you said Dylan even like in passing for instance like there's a story there's this I know of this youth pastor I won't say names obviously but would like nice curse every (laughs) once in a blue moon and a moment came where they were at a a camp and something bad happened and when push comes to shove what came out of him (laughs) what what, it was an f word in front of 15 of his students and so it's like what's inside of you is going to boil up out of you when you get that um when you get that rage and you get that anger so it's like and going back to the idea of is cussing okay or not okay i in my actually no not even going back to is cussing okay or not okay it's like in my mind i'm going to practice like what i what we read right here in matthew uh matthew 15:11 it's like what defiles you is the words that come out of your mouth is like i'm going to try so much and so hard to mm-hmm. refrain from saying those types of things when they do come up like cuz that's the, the it, like emotion that's going to come out there's so many words that you could use oh yeah like they have we have so many words like you don't even have to try that hard to not cuss <laughs> frick like you just have like so many <laughs> options and alternatives, you know what yeah. I mean? I think the part that I find hard. So I like that verse, and I think one of the other translations I was reading, which I think that the the, the adjective it uses is a little bit more. It puts it home for me. It says unwholesome. Don't let any unwholesome talk. Or I think even other translation have kind of related it their meaning to like putrid speech. Yeah. Look at that's great diction. Putrid. Mm. That's disgusting when you think about it. Putrid is gross. So when you think about that, so. Like when you heard that, like somebody going off or somebody's like, oh, what's up? Beep, 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 beep. And they're just letting it off. That is putrid speech. Yeah. The heart that the part that I have a really difficult time with. So you said that speech is a tool. So there are times, especially in my profession, where I have somebody for a specific reason. They're, you know, without going into many details, I'm sitting there, we're talking, they have to talk to me. And I've told them, sit down. Some times people don't sit down so rather than you know situate situations escalating sometimes i'm like i i have especially when i worked in a detention facility i said hey dude sit the down they didn't play after that and i'm not advocating that kind of speech i don't think it's wholesome i don't think it's good and i'm not saying it's right what i did however at times it's kind of hard because what people sometimes associate with that that wasn't a thing trying to like tear this person down or berate them or anything like that 
it was almost a strong word used in a strong situation for powerful reasons. And I'm like I said, that's one of those ones where I'm kind of drawn up. Is it the wrong thing? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably say it's the wrong thing. But certain times, especially in certain situations, that speech almost it it, it drives the point home and it gets things kind of in there. I don't think I should be calling people all sorts of names and F this and F that putrid speech. It's not, am I bringing you up by saying those things? On the flip side, if I'm saying, oh, Jake, you're so dumb. Is that uplifting? No. If, even if That's I was low key putrid. But I was joking, right? <laughs> I don't know. Are you? Do you know me though? Okay. Yeah. I said are. a smile. It was a funny thing. I mean, it's not very wholesome. Oh. So is that wrong? Is that sinful? Which one is, which one's the worst? We should weigh them out. I'm, just, frick, kidding. I'm just kidding. Frick versus the F word. Which one's the worst? I'm just kidding. Discuss. No, yeah, it's it's interesting, man. And again, I just think like, I don't think God hates you for it. You know what I mean? I don't think God is like, mm-hmm. wow, the plans I have are retracted over your life. I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's important as Christians. It's like, there's alternatives, you know? Mm-hmm. And always remember that people are watching and mm-hmm. people are watching every move every move that we make like you have other people in your profession colleagues and coworkers that were watching but you also have people around that are maybe uh what would be the word like everyone's watching is all i'm saying and Absolutely. we're setting an example and setting a tone and the way you live your life the way you use your speech should be uh reflective of who jesus is it should be love and it should be grace and it should be obvious i mean I can't speak for you. I'm not in your profession, but that's the, uh, that's the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and like I said, that's the part where I'm kind of not really torn, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the best idea. I don't, and I don't, I'm not advocating for it. I don't yeah. think that doing it is right, but it's one of those ones where I'm like, I don't know. I don't, that's kind of like a gray area for me. However, if you hear me walking down the street and I'm, I stub my, or I stub my toe and I start dropping like 12 F-bombs. Yes, you need to meet me with reproach because I am living in sin right there. Okay, I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. When you're listening, I want to add something to that. When you're listening to like songs that have cuss words in them and you're singing the song, do you say the cuss words? No. No. Oh. I used to all the time. I used to, but I think now I'm like, mm. Especially if the song hit me in the feels. Mm. Well, that was a trick question. You shouldn't be listening to songs with cuss words. So, yikes, guys. Actually, I lied. One of the Meek Mill songs that he has. What's that? Dream Chaser? No, what is that song? Dreams and Nightmares? Yes. Hold up, wait a minute. That song makes me feel a certain type of way. I don't know if it's a good way. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But it'll make you start working out for sure. Oh, yeah. If you need to get in shape, just put that song I used to all the time, though. Like, no problem. Yeah. Whatever. But now, not, not really. Let me add this real quick, because mm. I, I, I was looking it up when you guys line. were talking about it, and um, <laughs> sorry, I'm new. Um, <laughs> I'm new. <laughs> I was just thinking about this when you were talking about, well, obviously, like, curse words back in the day in the Bible times weren't what we have today, but uh, Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 22. He says, but I say uh, to you that everyone who was angry at, uh, with his brother shall be guilty before the court, and whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court, and whoever says, you fool shall be guilty enough into the fiery hell and in my mind i'm like well i i don't know obviously all of it but in my mind i'm like well those are some harsh words right there and and i think 
kind of staying on this idea of like, is cuss words bad? Maybe that was a cuss word back in the day. Who knows? And mm-hmm. we've just completely desensitized you fool and made it super cool in pop culture today. Um, <laughs> fool. And fool. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but in my mind, that's just kind of the way I look at like, wait a second here. Are we, are what we saying building others up or tearing people down? And I think that's when Jesus will come into the play. Like if I say, Jake, you freaking idiot, like that, you know what I mean? Like those types of things. It's like, what are we doing with our words? And if we kind of go behind it, going into the curse words or just even what we use, I think that's where Jesus would have an issue. Why am I the example guy? Because you're sitting to my left. <laughs> oh, no, I think it goes me. back to like the heart where your heart's at, yeah. right? Especially with words like that. But it's interesting that you say that because I know growing up, um, crap that word was crud yeah I used you, to say crud all the time. you do not say that word dude you do not say that crap was unforgivable you know what i mean see i, I grew up in a non-christian household so that stuff was normal yeah <laughs> and but it's wild to think about and the yeah. same thing i think language changes the desensitization desens- Desensitization of words. Oh, Jeez. what a I, word! Yeah, I almost, desensitization. That was good. Uh, yeah, I almost just blew that one. No, but you was, nailed it. That was no, good. I did. I, I yeah, stuck um, the landing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a real thing, and we use different words for different things as culture changes and whatnot yeah. and everything. But the one thing that stays the same is God, and I think it's just who we are, and ultimately He just judges the intentions of the heart. Just like you said earlier, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. That's what it's always going to be. Yeah. The answer is always going to be, the, what are your intentions? I've learned that. It's like, it's always going to be, how's, what's going on in your heart? Mm-hmm. It's not, Maybe it's not the word itself. It's why the word, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not the uh, the cigarette itself. It's why the addiction. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always the heart, you know? And I learned that a few years ago. And I think that once I learned that, I feel like is when I really met when I really like was able to like step into uh, my actual faith, like I I played the game for a while, but I, when I realized it was all about my heart and I can check my intentions was when I really felt like God began to do the work because that's everything is just a, a byproduct or a manifestation of what's in your heart, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Hmm. That is very true. And I think even what, what we talked about is just that, I guess, critical nature of some people comes from, like that need to just have to be right and mm. feel like you're on top of the world and nothing can bring you down, you know? And that's probably just a symptom of that. Like you're talking absolutely. About. And a symptom like that in my head, honestly, um, it, I think people like that rely more on the law, you know, what the law of the Bible says to get this, mm. this, this right. And they don't really work so much within the relational side of things, the spiritual side of things, which I don't know, that might just be an opinion. No, I, go ahead. No, no, I tell you, I talk too much already, dude. I talked this whole time. Go. <laughs> I already forgot. What I, no, I'm playing. Um, I think going back, like when you're saying like on the law too, I think going back to the intentions, it has to be like, where's your heart at? And, and not where's your heart at, but I think not to get too personal, but I think sometimes where people can get caught up in they, them holding on to the law so much is maybe because of certain relationships that have hurt them in the past that they feel like getting into a relationship with Jesus, quote unquote, and like truly following him and truly accepting him is something so hard to do that it's easier for them just to follow the law. 
And that's just like a, a, an observe, like um, just something I've seen in the past. And it's it's sad, it's sad, but I think it can be so hard for some people to actually follow that, and they just will hold on to the law, or maybe even something they've been taught as a little kid that you have to do X, Y, and Z. And that's the way you're getting into heaven, or that's the way you're going to have a, a real like relationship with Jesus. Well, that's the number one thing. You talk to like an unbeliever or something, it's they automatically think that God's just this law keeper, yeah. rule book keeper, doesn't want you to have any fun, doesn't want anything cool for your life. He's just up there with his notepad and his glasses on like, hmm, what's going on down there? Huh? You know, I do know Paul said this. He calls Peter out. Do you remember that in Galatians? He yeah. calls Peter out and he's like... Being a hypocrite. Yeah, because Peter's like, like uh, obviously under this new covenant after Jesus. And then he's um, sitting... He refuses to sit with the Gentiles because they're not circumcised. And he's afraid that the... Other, but only when the Jews are around. Only when the Jews are around. Yeah. So yeah. Paul gets there and he's like, what are you doing, dude? Uh-huh. Like only because these guys are here, you don't want to sit with them. That's how I feel about the tattoo conversation where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like Back to that. Well, yeah. I'm, about all of this, about it's like... Where we put our our brain power on the things that are like, wait, I imagine Paul would come in here and be like, wait, you guys still talking about this? (laughs) It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Go love people. Go love yourself. Go, you know, serve. Go love God. Like, Uh that's the things that matter. I feel like that's uh, to the whole point of that. I brought that up was because it's not uncommon. It goes back thousands of years that we would retract and go back to the idea that we need to do certain things. We need to be circumcised. We have to do this. Like, this has been across the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. And even when Paul is there, even when Jesus is there, he's trying to undo that thinking. So it's no uh, surprise that we still have that same thought process, mm-hmm. you know? Going back to that though, in Acts 16, three, Paul had Timothy get circumcised so he can fit in with a certain crowd. Ooh, got him. <laughs> but, pew, pew. Like, but that just goes back to like the main idea that Dylan was talking about in, um, in first Corinthians chapter nine, verse 20. And I think having these type of conversations when it does come to tattoos is like, even though it's not in our mind as important as say, uh, the orphanages and the people that need, um, homes in the foster care system. But these are conversations that need to happen to be able to reach a certain crowd. And so again, just kind of just goes back and kind of a whole big circle of all of this is important in a way. Yeah. I'm still, all I'm sitting here thinking is like, I don't know if I should even say frick anymore. <laughs> I, dude, I know. When, no, I'm being, I and I'm being that serious. You were, yeah. you were talking about it. And I was like, if it dude. means it. So at least in my mind, I can justify if I say crap, I just mean poop. I'm not saying crap other than the reason. I'm not saying it because I'm saying something else. Like if I said shoot, that would be a little bit what different. What if you said holy crap? Hmm. I'm going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think it's, it is about where heart. And that's where like one of those ones where I'm like, it, it kind of draws a line. I think obviously too much and like a flagrant use of profanity not only is it just very young men (laughs) young men and young women if you're single right now listen this if you really want to attract a young godly christian man or woman Mm. and you're cussing Mm. best believe you ain't gonna find that one because if they're on the right track and they hear that and they still attract you something's wrong with their heart Mm, because that i'll put it this way i'll put it this way i think as a christian young man i hear a christian young woman speaking that kind of manner i'm like ooh, wow that is and i would I, if my girlfriend heard me going off like that she would ooh, she would probably be like dude what is your problem but i don't know i think it is definitely your heart your intention i'm not gonna lie though i'm seriously gonna pray about because i don't think i should be saying freak anymore because dude it, it's i don't think it's beneficial 
is it beneficial? Because I'm really trying to say the F word. That's what my heart wants to say. You know, know what? I might just do it. I just posed the question. Mm, I don't no. know. Yeah. I was convicted. I didn't want to say it, though. No, 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 no. I might want to in my heart, but I don't. I but feel like it's not. tiptoeing that line. <laughs> but am I going to go back to my heart? Are What's you going to return to your own vomit, huh? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Going back. I just thought that was really interesting. I, I heard someone said that to me before, and I was like, oh, gosh. It probably doesn't what, mean a good thing. I don't know what to think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a kind of a gray area one for me, though. Freak. So you've had, you have two gray areas now? Hmm. We can't have more than one? Jerry lives in a gray area. <laughs> I worry for you. I think you're both stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> oh, I love, you. I, love I love you guys, too. I'm just kidding. But we could wrap it up right now because we did go in a full circle. Tensions are yeah. hard, right? Yeah. And God sees the heart more than anything. And ultimately, uh, if you sin, I just think this is a big thing. Right? If you sin, don't hang yourself up for it. You know, repent and believe that God and know that God sent Jesus to uh, diminish and get rid of all those sins. Completely destroy. You have no record. You have there's no record of wrongs. It's done. It's it's over. He's taken care of all sins, past, present, and future. Um, all you have to do is repent and believe. Don't get hung up in thinking that you have to, like we talked about, be good for a month, like not do the sin for a month and like, okay, I'm better now. You know, it's it's none of that. That completely <laughs> diminishes what Jesus did for each and every one of us. God has an amazing love for you. God, if Jesus came and sat here right now, he would know all of our hidden, deepest, darkest, darkest secrets, the skeletons in the closet, how our heart is, how everything is. And yet there's one standing that we'd have with him and it's that we'd be loved and accepted. And so I think that's the most important thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Dylan is buzzing right now. That was He's good. You just like... Nailed it quick. That was nice. <laughs> Thank hey, you. You've been reading your Bible, bro. <laughs> What's that? Um, anyways, I'm just kidding. Uh, so thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. We, uh, Charlie, go ahead and say bye. Bye, guys. Uh, we've had Jake. See ya. And Jared. I love you guys. Oh, I love you too. Yeah. We all love you guys. Remember, you're awesome. Mm-hmm. Jesus did it, not us. Come on. True. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>